Welcome to the Retail Media Moguls podcast brought to you by Platform 195. We share trends and strategies across retail media to help you accelerate your brand growth. I'm your host, Stuart Adamson. So welcome to the Retail Media Moguls podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Adamson, founder and CEO of Platform 195. Today, we have the distinct privilege of hosting Blaine Hudson, a dynamic leader in the world of retail media and digital innovation, serving as the Retail Media Head of Product, Platforms and Data at Market Media in New Zealand. Blaine's journey has been nothing short of impressive, from his significant roles at the Warehouse Group, a true New Zealand success story, to his earlier experiences with tech giant Facebook. He brings a breadth of knowledge across both strategic and operational aspects of digital retail. As the current chapter lead digital specialist Agile at the Warehouse Group, his hands-on involvement with a company known for its commitment to sustainability, community and progressive retailing adds a nuanced depth to his expertise. Blaine, welcome to the podcast. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Stuart. It's lovely to have you here all the way from New Zealand. I know it's late there, so uh, thank you for taking the time. I think just for the context for our listeners, why don't you tell us a bit about the warehouse group, what it is, what your retail offering is, and anything else you can tell us about that would be great. So the warehouse group is New Zealand's largest retail group, kind of encompasses a few different kind of omni-channel brands. The warehouse group is a range of different brands. So we have one main brand, which is the warehouse, which is, you know, if the audience is familiar with a Walmart, very similar to that when we have a warehouse stationery, which is essentially like your office supplies and tech. For that one, we also have Nolimi, which is very similar to a Best Buy from America. And then we have our Torpedo 7, which is an outdoor sports, has everything to do to wanting to get you outside in the outdoors. And then we've got a pure play e-commerce marketplace called The Market as well. So kind of the full group there. And they obviously, we've got different verticals that they all kind of sit in as well, which helps to get a very good kind of understanding of what the customers are doing in New Zealand and be able to kind of serve them for all their different needs of what they're wanting to achieve in their right. lives. Tell us about your role in there and what you're doing then for them and how it relates to retail media. Yes, yeah, so what I'm standing at or well, stood up is market media. Uh, that is our uh, retail media business with inside the group so that looks after all the brands so not just any singular brand so we're really looking at we really take that at a group lens of how we can actually go to market and actually reach those allowing our suppliers and brands to actually reach our come up customers where they are so if there's a, a mother or a parent we're actually able to reach those across the group across that wealth of brands rather than just in a singular singular brand Whereas it's kind of one of our distinct propositions, what we're doing, but I'm really helping build the infrastructure and the tech behind everything to actually enable the, our brands and suppliers to actually be able to kind of be able to reach our customers, whether that's on our own channels, on our site or in our store, or on um, extending that to some offsite channels, whether that's digital or physical, and actually be able to kind of bring that together and actually for them to be able to purchase and plan and buy and then report on that one kind of self-service singular platform. That's where we're really holding our proposition is how do we actually build or how we've actually built a platform that enables our those brands to come in at one singular point, have one touch point, 
and then be able to kind of and buy on-site, in-store and off-site all in one singular place and, and get all that reporting back in there as well and keep that going. We've seen great success so far using that and rolling that out and we just keep expanding and growing so far. And how long has that been going, that sort of self-service option? The journey's been kind of evolving. It started probably 2021 and we just keep rolling, bringing more innovation, more channels in. We started originally with Google and Facebook as the kind of the main channels from an offsite because we started offsite as a retailer in New Zealand. And we've only really now bringing in those offsite those offsite channels, a very different journey for retail media in New Zealand and Australia than it is in other parts of the world where we started offsite bringing in and now we've actually brought bringing in our own channels. What are those products on your own channels that you're bringing in by product, I mean media product? So own channels, so we have the big guys, we've got sponsored product, on-site display, self-service brand stores as well. From an own digital standpoint, we're looking at how on-site video plays a role as well and where that plays a role in the journey. And one exciting channel we've just stood up, essentially digital out of home inside our, our stores as well. So that's, uh, that's just being rolled out as we speak. And that's all again, actually our brands are able to buy that self-service through one centralized place. That's, that just out of home inside the store then, are you? have you put screens in there or have you done that in partnership with an out-of-home media owner? How are you doing that piece? Yeah, so we've done that with a with partnership with a, an out-of-home company called O, and it's across Australia and New Zealand. They're our partner rolling that out. So the depending, because we're rolling those out between a non-leaming and a warehouse store, they're very different. One's a tech consumer electronics brand, one's a big box retailer. So they're a little bit different in terms of how that journey is. But yeah, so they're essentially digital screens with inside the actual physical retail store there. So it allows the, our brands and, and brands and suppliers to actually reach another, just another touch point on that path to purchase. How are you actually getting the ads and content onto those screens? Is it just a programmatic offering yet or is it more you're programming the software system to play out? It's all tenancy buyers, weekly tenancy buyers at the moment within a essentially slot rotation that's programmatic. Essentially, that is the basic programmatic until we want to be out of time and date. That is the possibility. You know, at the moment, it's just the tenancy buyers from a week perspective. And so I'm really intrigued by this self-service. We've done that before for clients and we did it while we were at Thomas Cook. I always find it interesting to see what the take-up is from suppliers and how you're engaging with them to come and get to do it. Because just from experience, I know that's a challenge. Some suppliers are super engaged in it. Some of them just, you know, it's really hard to, that, that probably classic 2080 rule, isn't it? 20% are actually engaged and 80% aren't. How are you managing that? Yeah, um, like very similar to what you just said, like some brands are really wanting it and others, they do kind of stand back a little bit. And But majority of the, that uptake is there's some, for example, that were very hesitant initially to to do anything self-service but they've kind of become they now are like the biggest advocates and biggest users they're like give us more we want more and more and we're like okay this is great so that's we made a very deliberate decision to build tech first and then okay how do we then 
when we get to a point of scale, how do we actually bring people in and the right people to help use the technology and help our brand to succeed using technology to achieve their outcomes and their goals of what they're trying to actually achieve. So how many partners do you think you're servicing at the moment, just across the board? Across our networks is about 300, a little bit over 300. And they're like our primary ones that we stock, essentially. Is there a long-tail opportunity on top of that, or is that sort of largely the, the supplier base? There's a larger opportunity for us as a as a retailer because we, as I said, we've got a, a marketplace as well, and we're extending that to across our other brands. So we've got the we've got a very long tail from a marketplace suppliers, and there's thousands there that eventually start servicing as well. I think that's the key because if you get you scale those ones with smaller budgets, you know, it's a thousand suppliers by a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, and then you're doing that every month or every quarter. It starts. <laughs> To scale hugely and actually if you've got the technology to service that yeah and that they want right, the power obviously retail media is being that close to purchase as possible and if we can provide that with as least friction as possible that's one of our kind of our usps is we want to make sure it's like as frictionless as possible for those brands and suppliers to come in that front door and if we can keep reducing that friction we kind of we keep seeing that flywheel keep coming back we're proving the results and making it easy as possible for them to keep coming back again and again. So tell me about how did you get here? Obviously, I love the fact that there is a dedicated head of platforms in, in a retailer, in a media business in a retailer. Tell us how you got there. My, I was going to say, you did touch on it earlier in, that, in the intro for me. I did start off at, at um, Facebook Now Meta many, a few, quite a few years ago, selling, doing selling advertising to SMBs across Australia and New Zealand. but. I'm not going to say um, that's my naturally gifted talent, but I can, you know, roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty and do that. But yeah, definitely I shine from a, the creative side and getting into the product and how do we actually achieve kind of problem solving with creative ideas and solutions. But that journey is I was started in media and kind of worked through the media side of things of looking after our performance marketing inside the warehouse group and the retail media part had always been a little bit of a side project in the background and until when amazon kind of started breaking it out and calling it out in their sales and walmart kind of started calling out sales like hey we need you to focus on this full time and that's when we kind of put the foot down and was like started building this out with them scaling that out and going how do we actually achieve these so how do we start actually going after this and providing the value to the brand and suppliers that they want? And we know that those opportunities are there for us as a retailer that keep scaling and growing. And up. where did that impetus come from? Was that someone senior in the business who said we need to do this? Where did that? Yeah, it was very much a senior part from the business, but also from me coming through as well and seeing that opportunity and just wanting to keep pushing the boundary forward. We've always had... I guess what you call it a managed service of always hands on doing servicing what we like actually the, the consumer electronic brand not leaving servicing but it was how do we try and alleviate some of that pain and pressure that we always had it was a lot of work for people and I think we kind of as an industry I think that's where we're starting to see some of the growing pains of retail media across all these retailers at the moment is they're starting they've all been managed services throughout and they've been have a lot of resource intensive kind of hands and 
to service all these these clients. But now we're starting to see them starting to stand up self-service platforms to actually start going after the and service being able to service their full kind of customer base essentially and scale that out. And it's going to be an interesting journey, I think, in terms of how they go and how the industry goes as well as kind of bringing this kind of new tech on because we can't plug and play anything that's really stood before. It has to be essentially all custom built bespoke to mostly different retailers as well in terms of how we you know, stand these up because we everyone has a different tech stack. They look very different. They're all very complex in terms of where the data sits, how it's siloed. We need to bring it together and, and structuring that in a way and then whatever kind of our tech stack, their, their sites and their apps, their owned assets are built on and then what assets they possibly have in store as well. I love the fact that you've got this, I think you alluded to earlier, that this sort of network of sites and actually each of those serving different marketplaces, but then actually you've identified an opportunity to be to creating a network out of those sites. Are you, have you got the tech in there that allows you to track a user across? Well, firstly, are you getting much crossover in users on each site? So, and therefore, is that then presenting an opportunity that you can actually, rather than put audience extension out there, is actually your extended, well, your audience extension is across your own platforms? Yeah, like we have a group privacy policy that covers the whole group across all the brands. So we're able to be able to kind of be a little bit creative in terms of how they show up. But at the moment, it's really essentially by retail brand of how we're showing up. We haven't looked at how we cross over, but that's not to say that there's not the opportunity. One of the probably the most common things is that brand is sold in one of our other stores, essentially, but Noleeming is consumer at high price point, whereas the warehouse is slightly lower price point, more value. That's essentially the two. So there's slightly different customers there, but the customers does switch over a little bit, but most of the time it's actually capturing the full market rather than the same customer. So let's talk about that privacy thing, because obviously we've got the cookie deprecation happening. What's How are you handling that? What are you doing? What are we doing? I think, well, retail media essentially is probably the, the cookie going. Like There is a lot of work we're doing and a lot of work the industry's doing Google announcing that one percent's going by early next year, and then looking like pretty much full deprecation of the cookie by towards the end of next year. So there's a lot of work for us to do as a retailer, but also a lot of work as well from the industry to kind of what is those solutions. We're all kind of figuring those out, but I think retail media is going to play a massive part of that, especially with brands not being able to reach the customers as easy as they have before they're going to be actually looking like okay who actually has data okay retailers who is there's a lot of data provided out there actually who is the probably the most richest data that we can use and where's the best place to do that so i think what we're going to see is probably a lot of a lot of dollars coming into retail media from bit of a prediction here but probably a lot of those dollars coming in from those brands into retail media that I think where there's going to be the big change and it's going to be interesting to see how the retailers are going to adapt fast enough is that all those offsite channels where they can get that extension through you enabling those brands to use that data out in those channels that's going to be 
a massive growth opportunity. I think people have been calling it retail media 2.0, 3.0, whatever they want to call it, but that's just all retail media in general and being able for those brands to use it in those wider networks and offsite channels. That's where we're going to start to see massive growth and where those brands are going to see just incremental value they haven't seen before with using those with being able to use the retailers really rich first party data of okay they've purchased they haven't purchased this but they've purchased something from the category they're in market browsing like there's so many different data signals that those brands are going to be able to tap into probably a little bit overwhelming for them because of how rich and how many data signals retailers do it if they've got the tech stack set up correctly they do they're able to collect and then it's just how the retailer and the brands come together to kind of distinguish and push out those and reach push out and reach those right audiences at the right time for that journey with the right messaging and what about that insight piece then because have you got an offering as far as insight goes yet are you selling you know audience insights how are you monetizing that or are you just using it now we don't have a offering or monetizing the moment like there's something for our roadmap and something that we're looking at. I think it's how do we do it and best kind of package that up with the rest of everything else we're doing. And, you know, we might take a different approach to something else that's out there at the moment. It's an interesting one. It's always that balance between are we using insight to enrich the partnerships that we're doing for a partner and that that's our sell? Or is there a separate module that, that people can buy that's that's additional value? You know, and I think finding the balance between the two is kind of key. Yeah, could you use it for planning or was it reporting or is it somewhere in the both or at the end do they there's a lots of different there's multiple different ways that angles we can take it and use it and it's kind of what's gonna be the right one for us and the brands as well. It's just not one sided on that approach. What about data itself? Are you doing data packages? Are you selling data separately to the media on your sites or is it lockdown we don't sell any data out like if you come in through our doors essentially you can use our first party data to target you know something on let's say on meta across the meta channels or youtube or essentially any digital platform you're able to use our first party data on that does show up as a co-branded ad essentially across the digital platform so it'll be one of our retail brands with a supply brand on it to shop at one of our our retailers so that's how we do it. We don't let that go outside of our control. One, from a obviously privacy perspective, as that's very important to us, but also from a control perspective as well. So we want to make sure we know what is showing up to our customers and what that messaging actually looks like as we make sure that comes through for we approve it before anything goes live targeting our customers. So obviously you've had this sort of, it sounds great what you're doing and it's really refreshing to hear you know, you know all the evolution of what you're doing within a major retailer and obviously i've been there doing this and i've seen firsthand that you know the sort of challenges you get with the rest of the business in terms of getting things done and getting you know almost sort of coming up against that e-commerce thing of you know we've got to sell product not advertising are you experiencing much of that have you had to go through that journey are you still getting it how's that working been through it, still getting it, and I think we're always going to keep getting it. There's a balance there, and it's very hard to kind of balance. Um, 
at the moment, but I, I think there's a key part of, if you look at, if you take a, I like to describe it as there's the publisher model where they, they put nothing wrong with a publisher, but then they're making money from selling obviously display ads, but they don't look very native to that experience. They stand out. They're very quite jarring. Whereas retail media, for, for us and my perspective of how I take it is I want any of the advertising we're selling on our site. It needs to be as native as possible. So the likes of a sponsored product, it's pretty much native, but how do we make sure anything we're bringing in to that customer journey, to that ecosystem, even if it isn't always been there, how do we make sure that it's the most native feeling looking experience to our customer and to that journey? Because that's where we're going to get the best results for the brand's advertising, but also our customers in that journey. I think it's just going to be a win-win for everyone where we're not stopping that and that's the journey that essentially we're bringing people on through inside the business but also our external i guess business as well from our our, our stakeholders being the brands and the supply yeah i think that nature thing is exactly right you know anything that starts to appear a bit too addy starts to wind people up yeah it just it stands out and like you it's kind of the old kind of what is it banner blindness it just sticks out and you're like and this doesn't feel and you just go past it the digital sense and if we can make it feel more integrated we're going to get and everyone's going to start to see better results from that are you doing any programmatic on site or is it all just direct deals with suppliers and brands are you doing actually any sort of third party uh, it's all just no third party we're not from us our standpoint is we want to we've got another good network already so we want to keep doing that true and keep, keep building yeah and i think up. the more that helps win hearts and minds in the business because you're not putting click out advertising onto the site and you can control and track what's coming on the site. There's, there's some very clear principles that we've put in place and we're sticking true to those, but you know, some of those may change over, over time as the business evolves and the industry evolves. But at the moment we're pretty, we're sticking very true to those, and, but we don't see those kind of going anywhere. Yeah, so it completely reminds me actually of when we first started at Thomas Cook, we were doing, Fundamentally, we had a set of rules, governance, we called it governance rules that allowed everyone signed up to and actually allowed us to get on with it. And then whenever we complained, we went back to that thing and said, no, this has been signed off and this sort of stuff. Because, you know, people obviously change, you know, come in, new people come in and have their own opinions. And the minute it becomes being decided by committee, it's it's just a nightmare, isn't it? I think you mentioned in your notes when you were sort of were emailing before, you mentioned about AI and how do you think that's going to impact then retail and retail media? It's impacting everything right now. Every day is changing of what's happening in the space of AI. And I think you've got, from a planning perspective, that's going to change. Kind of, you tell, you tell it, oh, cool, I'm selling toothbrushes. Essentially, whatever you're selling, it's, you're going to get a pretty much a bespoke media plan activation on behalf of that, whatever your objective is. If you want awareness, conversion, consideration, whatever that may be, you've got that part. In terms of that generation um, part there, so that upfront planning, decision making based on all the historical stuff, you've got from a content creation perspective of assets with generative AI, that's going to be able to just you know, spit out assets. Obviously, very quickly, we're already seeing that with Mid Journey and multiple other kind of tools coming on. And then if you go full circle as well from the start, you've got the reporting PC. Instead of actually just seeing numbers, you're actually going to be able to obviously just get straight insights back and interpret those all of that data for you, 
which is then going to fuel the the start part again in terms of okay we've run a campaign what do we do what's the optimization it just almost kind of keeps going and iterating on that process so like it i kind of imagine it almost a one setup thing and you it just keeps moving along that conveyor belt almost of iterating and optimizing 24 7 rather than very static and okay something's finished having a human to go in analyze it and then make the decision it's a full evolving process and i think not just in retail media but in kind of the whole media industry at large i think we're going to start to see some big changes coming through pretty soon i think you alluded to earlier in the resource required within a business in order to sort of stand up a retail media business and how technology is changing that but even things you know how ai within that technology really helps that and you know we've seen it with our own tech where we've got it we've now got ai generating content for ads and for landing pages and things and it's doing it in seconds whereas previously it would and then sent to the right people for approval as opposed to going to that person and getting them to write it and it just cuts out so much time it's amazing how and that's just the tip of the iceberg really isn't it tell me I know we've got some sort of very limited time left, but I'm really intrigued about the New Zealand industry as a whole. Are you guys pioneering in this? Are you the one that everyone's trying to copy and emulate? Or how's the rest of the retail industry doing this? And, and which sectors are doing it well, do you think? Look, and we've been very quiet in terms of what we've been doing in the retail media. And that's very deliberate. Like We haven't been talking very much about what we've put in that. Yeah, as I said, very deliberate. You know, as of recording this, we haven't put up much, but there's some stuff that we're going to start now coming out. We we're actually in a more of a position to go, hey, look, we're doing a lot of this. I have a pretty biased opinion on what we've done, but in New Zealand, there's a mentality of like number eight wire, which is essentially like number eight wire mentality, which is essentially you're working within very kind of, you've got constraints and you work within those to actually with innovation and you achieve some amazing stuff and i think what we have built and what we're doing in the retail media space isn't probably isn't just revolutionary for you know down under in australia and new zealand but kind of for the industry at large um of what we've built and what we're actually building and how we're thinking about it because i think we're thinking about it very differently in that approach is we're not just copying north america for example is very dictated and led by amazon we don't have Amazon in New Zealand. That hasn't been pushed upon us so we can actually break some rules, break some boundaries, think outside the box and be very creative in terms of how we're wanting to achieve something and what that is. Like, yes, we'll get inspiration, but that doesn't mean that we're going to just pick it up and just copy, paste, shift it to our part of the world. But what we're doing, I think, and some of the tech that we've built out with our partners is revolutionary and groundbreaking. As I said, we've got one place to buy it all, plan it, report on it in one place. And I think I was on a call with someone the other day at a, and one of the major tech companies that said that they want, everyone wants this, but it's a dream. And I was like, well, actually, we've built this. So I guess we're living the dream then. And I think, as I said, like we're, and we've built tech first to enable the humans to be able to help enable the tech essentially to be able to push that forward and keep kind of that flywheel us as a retailer going and keep that spinning. So it's about that tech roadmapping evolution. 
how do you build that? Is it you building that in house? Are you using partners and will partner within each channel? I know you've got the out of home in in store. How, how are you doing that? Yes, yeah, so we're partnered with a company called uh, Zitcher, which is based out of Australia. They're our main key kind of partner in building out the technology. And then essentially we've been, over the years, we've been, over the years, I'll say in a couple of years, but we've stood up all the different channels. So as I said earlier on, we started with off-site. We brought in on-site channels and we've kept evolving our off-site offering as well. We just announced a, a deal announced a partnership with the trade desk as well. So we're actually offering a programmatic display, audio, video, and also programmatic out of home all to be brought through our kind of doors all through the same platform, all self-service and various kind of different ways of buying that in terms of kind of standardized packaging, but actually being able to, when I'm saying that, buying that all within one campaign creation. So that's kind of simplifying that process and just trying to make it, in that buying process, like simplifying it down from across in each of those channels to actually to the bare minimum of what actually needs to be done. As you go into, let's say you went into Meta and you're buying in the ads manager, a particular campaign or even trade desk, there's so many things that you're able to do. But it's like, if we strip that fully out, what is the actual basic things that need to be done? Okay, these are them. Is there any nice to haves that are actually like very good for driving performance? Like bring those in, but in a simplified way to just make that friction for someone activating for us and through us as easy and as seamless as possible. Um, that's kind of one of our our model our mottos with bringing in technology. Tell me a bit about that trade desk thing because you talked earlier about you you've got your supplier base and it's only them on site. Is that are your suppliers going onto the trade desk in order to come and buy onto site who's buying that so we've done a very different kind of integration what previously what the trade desk has has done for other retailers is we've actually built that into our platform the trade desk is essentially built into our platform so you come that's what i'm saying you come into one platform one portal to buy all these different you know programmatic display meta snapchat tiktok pinterest um, youtube all in one place so they can come into that one single place and they select display and they fill out what world is needed for display. And that's targeted at your data and that's open to just your supplier base or anyone? No, just our supplier base. So you effectively created a trade desk enabled DSP for your own suppliers to use. Yeah, and it's a little bit hard to explain what we've built because essentially it's an SSP and a DSP in one platform. So in that sense, it's a little kind of confusing in terms of trying to communicate exactly what it is but it essentially the ssp and a dsp and one the great place. thing about doing that model with an ssp and a dsp like that we did it because we hacked google so we had gam and what is now db360 effectively but we were buying back on our own site via db360 but we got them to put the floor price at a penny or something so that actually we went because no one wanted to buy we didn't want to buy advertising back on our own site but actually what it does is it enables one view of the customer so effectively, you can start saying we've got a seamless way of targeting a customer. They've seen an ad away from our site, and then they've come on our site because we're we're retargeting that customer through our own SSB. Effectively, it's really it's brilliant. It's really really good stuff. Great to hear you're doing that, and good to see the trade desk are enabling it. Good partners. Well, yeah, every I was going to say everyone's been a good great a good partner in this journey, and they're wanting to explore and how they can um, 
come into the, the world of retail. Yeah, and actually it's utilizing all those what's out there and then working out what's best for you and working with those partners closely to bring that to a commercial model that your suppliers want and that you're creating value for them with. I know we're limited time and you're, you need to get to bed because it's nearly 11 p.m. in New Zealand. Tell us last sort of tips. Give us, I love this question. It's always interesting what people say, but if you were going to advise somebody starting out on this retail media journey, say there's a retailer out there, how would you advise they, what, what are the sort of few things that you would say that they need to do and just really think about if they're going to go on a retail media journey? There's probably a couple of things. Alignment across the organization, your business. I think that's going to be that's the main thing about like what we're embarking on this journey. And I, when I touched on it earlier, the, what are those principles? Define those principles of what you're, okay, one, wanting to achieve, but inside that, like, what do we stand for? What are they that really will help and does help guide you in terms of some of that decision making? Because, you know, as a retailer, you might just, you know, there's the opportunities out there to make a quick buck everywhere, like in life. Is it actually the right decision? Maybe not. So those principles that you define will help guide you in terms of some of that decision making and find, do the research and talk to as many people as you possibly can. Talk to different retailers, talk to different tech partners, get out there and just talk and understand what's going on. Talk to the, your suppliers about who they're using, what they're doing, what they like, what they don't like. And then you'll start to kind of calibrate around what's happening in the space and what's going on. And there's a lot of great resource resources out there now in terms of a little bit more in terms of retail media. When we start off on the journey, there was nothing. So it was a little bit hard to kind of understand what was going on, but getting out there and talking to people and understanding what was going on is very helpful. And most people, most retailers, most brands are willing to talk to you, willing to hear what you have to say or what you just, they just want to, and what you, those questions that you want to ask because every brand, every retailer wants to be able to bring up and lift up this industry because it is very new and it's growing rapidly fast at rates that I don't think anyone has could have predicted how fast retail media is growing. Amazing, brilliant insight. Thank you. So, Blaine, I think I'll let you go and get back to bed. Listen, so it only really remains for me to say, look, thank you. Well, firstly, to wish New Zealand all the best in the Rugby World Cup, which is happening at the moment <laughs> thank you we might need yeah, it if there's a southern hemisphere team i'm supporting this year it would be that one i think given england aren't going to get anywhere that's probably going to be my pick but look a heartfelt thank you so, thank you so much for coming on i would love it if you might come back on again in six months or sort of eight months time and let's see how you progress that journey and how that whole of that self-serve thing is going and how that trade desk partnership is working it would be really great if you come back and see us I'd love to come back on. I think we'll have some more announcements and some probably some exciting stuff to kind of go through then of what we've got now. Yeah, we'd love to. We'll, we'll keep us posted and, you know, really excited to see those innovations within the warehouse group. So thanks, Blaine. Thanks for coming and uh, we'll see you again soon. The Retail Media Moguls podcast is brought to you by Platform 195. To learn more about Platform 195 and how to connect retail media with intelligent marketing to accelerate growth, visit platform195.com. And then make sure to search for Retail Media Moguls in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And on behalf of the team here at Platform 195, 
Thanks for listening. <laughs>